Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Now, back to Will and Dibby on 95.7 The Game. One final bite, one big swill of water, a couple of swallows, and he's ready. We're ready. For the final hour. We're ready. Willard and Dibby. Let's go. And for those of you loyal and faithful 11 o'clock listeners, this is the time when Mark gets his last bit of foodstuffs and locks in for that final hour plus. That's right. You ready, brother? Right, yes. That's like It's like a car going to a gas station, dude. I can't be running on E around here. Running on empty. I can't be doing that. We got things to do. We got stuff to discuss. Uh, not only are the 49ers playing the damn Cowboys and what I think is being built up, in my opinion, way too much as just this rivalry thing and not enough in terms of the, the, the historical significance of the matchup. In other words, I really believe that the loser of this game loser. is left in a wake. Like it, it, this, this, the loser of this football game is going to fall into at least temporary depression. I, I, I honestly oh. mean that. Like this is, you got to think about this from the perspective of the people who work on this every day, the people who put all of the effort and the blood, sweat, tears. I know that's a little bit cliched, but all of the work to get to this point every year. We as fans, we show up with expectations. We're like, well, you have good players, so you should make the playoffs. And it's that simple. And to these people, it's not that. It's a daily grind of how do you stay healthy through this? And how do you have the ball bounce your way and have things end up here? This is a team that was three and four at one point. Yeah. There's a story here of how they got here. And both of these organizations. From the moment they had the one-two punch of last year, which was the 49ers eliminating the Cowboys on their field, they have wanted to get back to this moment. And from the moment that Matt Stafford rallied and knocked the 49ers out, that only extended what had already happened in 2019, and they wanted to get back to this moment. And when Brock Purdy took the field, most of us thought, well, that ain't happening. Right. And now we're more optimistic about it than ever. But all of these stories... They lead to this moment. They've all been working to get here. And if you think about what it means to lose this game, if you're the Cowboys, it's literally like, dude, they're stepping on us. Like Again, we're, yeah. we're under their thumb and we can't figure out with this roster how to get over the top of them. And if you're the 49ers and you lose, dude, you're starting to dance in Buffalo Bill Hood. 
which is that like no, oh, I wouldn't wait. go that far. No, this 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 group, this era, Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch, four straight Super Bowl losses. I understand is a that whole another level. I don't mean that. I mean I know what you mean. Though. I mean in terms of we've been here, right? We have been good the whole time. We have had opportunities, and we just haven't been able to roll the ball in the hole. Yeah, and 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 so this is going to be really hard. For the loser. Those are rough rounds where you hit it great off the tee, oh. your iron play, your your wedges, and you just can't make a putt. And you look at the end of the day, and for me, that's like a it's like a 90 or a 91. It's like, man, I thought I would have shot like an 83 or an 84, but couldn't make a putt. And by the way, I almost never have those rounds the way I roll the rock. Never, ever. Well, you it's start usually, rolling it about 150 yards <laughs> out. So it's like it you usually, have no choice but to roll it well. It usually goes the other way. Losing in this weekend, put aside the rivalry and where we are in terms of the Niners' trajectory and the Shanahan run and all that, something about losing this weekend yeah. hurts more, in my opinion, than losing next weekend. Because if you lose the conference championship Green. game, you at least were at the precipice of a Super Bowl, when you lose this weekend, it's kind of like when you lose in the Sweet 16 in the NCAA tournament. You make it through the first weekend, Sweet 16, all right, we win two games, we go to the Final Four, and then you lose that first game, and you go home. It's like, ah, oh, we didn't even get to the to the regional title game. Well, and we said a few weeks ago with Brock Purdy that, that uh, it was a bogey if he doesn't get to January 29th. Like that's the that's the baseline. Now, if you end up on the road in Philadelphia and you lose that by a field goal, I, again, I think the 49ers are the best team in the NFC. But it, like we've reached the spot now, at least where losing is understandable, right? Like if you lost to the Seahawks, it's what are you doing? Right. What the hell are you doing? You're now gonna, in theory, go Dallas, Philadelphia. These are two really good teams. You're better, I think, but it's losable. It's understandable. But to come short of the NFC title game when you have this team cooking this way with this health, there's no two ways about it. It would be it would be completely disappointing. Yeah. I, I just look, though, at this particular game, and now there are two different arcs if you want to really take history into this, which is that the 49ers have much more loved and lost than not loved at all. The Cowboys have not loved at all. And what I mean by that is go back to 94-95, and neither one of these teams has won a Super Bowl since then. Yes, the 49ers have loved and lost. They've been twice other NFC Championship years. Like, they have been relevant. The Dallas Cowboys haven't even been. And what do we have for Dak Prescott? Career playoff victories? How many? I think it's two. And does that include Monday? Yes. I mean, look, here's the deal. This is the 49ers and the Cowboys. It has been too long since one of these teams won the Super Bowl. It has been too long. You can't be these brands and not win the Super Bowl once every 30 years. And one of them is on the doorstep of finally getting that next shot. And one of them, it, it, man, that's a bitter pill. But nope, right. not Another this year, year either. You short. Another year. You make a good point because if you look at the 16 teams in the NFC and you look at the run of time from 95 to now, which is almost 30 years, you can't find too many organizations that have been that consistently good or consistently competitive in the NFC. Seattle had a great run. Tampa with Tom had a great run. The Giants are usually at least pretty good. The Packers are always a threat to be there. But there's five or six or seven teams that stink almost every year. The Bears, 
The Cardinals, they're terrible. Washington struggles to really be relevant for more than one year at a time. So in terms of competitiveness in the NFC, these two teams are always in the mix. And to not have made it all the way to the end and won is unacceptable on both sides. Yep, look, and that's why I think there is such a high level of angst going into this game. I think a lot of people have mistaken it for, it's Niners-Cowboys. Sure, that's the baseline of this whole thing. We don't like the Cowboys. The Cowboys don't like the 49ers. um, And that's based on fandom through the years and and overexposure and branding and large, large fan bases. You know, oh God, how many people have said, I can't stand the Cowboys fan base. Look, 49er fans, I'm I'm one of you. Other people can't stand us either. We show up at their stadium. We take their tickets. We wear red. We freak out. Like, you're owning the whole nation this year. People don't like that. So that's the history of the rivalry and the disdain, California versus Texas. Like, all of it's perfect and it's there. But I'm talking about the actual people who do the work. This game can't be overstated. It cannot be overstated the size of of the result and 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 what it's going to mean for the arc of this organization. And then furthering in the conversation that we just had with Mike Silver and Sean Salisbury, who, by the way, I think we're going to pop on with him in 20 minutes now instead of now. Um, he's having some tech difficulties over at his place, and uh, we'll get him here in just a in just a few. Which, by the way, I think apparently uh, this just handed to me. I think that moves uh, Harry Kalish up to like five minutes from now. Okay, I love it. The so, great uh, NFL Films voice, yeah. Harry Callis. We found his. Uh, I guess it's Bizarro Harry Callis. Yeah, it's his little brother. We it's call like, him Harry Kalish because he's ish. he's Kalesk, but he's Kalish. Ish, right? Oh, he's real close to the real right. deal. And he, I j- apparently, uh, based on what I think, I'm told he's about to say. Apparently, he doesn't he don't like Cowboys very much. Really, he don't he don't like the Cowboys very much, but. Add into this whole thing now, the future arc of the organizations in terms of who wins this weekend and who loses this weekend. I think a lot of people, we said this a couple of weeks ago. We said, look, Brock Purdy's already done enough to at minimum be on even Steven ground with Trey Lance when everybody comes back in further years. And with each playoff win, that percentage of Brock goes up. Well, he got one. Now, I don't know what he's going to do this weekend, but Mike Silver said in a reported way what I think all of us are already thinking, which is it's done right now it's in done, this organization. Yeah. Brock Purdy is the starting quarterback of the 49ers. That's it, and as it should be. The guy's never lost a game as a starting quarterback, and when he came off the bench and had meaningful minutes, he led his team from behind to a victory. So I don't know how you could possibly go into next year when you see all the players who have already bought in on Brock Purdy not even two months into his tenure, how do you go into that locker room and say, guys, <laughs> you know, I know we had a great year last year. Brock Purdy led us as far as he led us. It's Trey Lance. We spent three picks for Trey Lance. I got to go to Trey Lance. Right. Sorry, Brock. Uh, we're bringing in Sudfeld so you can compete <laughs> for the backup spot again. Can do it. Can do it. That's how you lose locker rooms. Absolutely. And so here's how that applies to this weekend. And this is another thing that I think is really important in this football game because I think what we're telling you is this is the kind of game more so than maybe even if there is a next week. Certainly not more so if there's the Super Bowl. That's that's just a completely different season is the Super Bowl all by itself. But this is the kind of game where emotions can really, really take over. Nerves, everything. Like they are going to be down on a field 
and every single thing, high level emotion pointed at them and they are totally aware of that. Normally, that means, oh gosh, they've got a rookie who's only played seven games and his first playoff game was last week. Oh God, that's not good. That's not what you want in a game like that. Give me the Cowboys. I think the opposite is true because what is the number one characteristic that has raised our eyebrows about Brock Purdy? He is not scared and Kyle is not scared right. when Brock is his quarterback. Think about what the, his teammates have nicknamed him. And I know you can't say it because the Neither word, can you. Oh, I can and I will because it's another word for a male chicken. <laughs> It's yes. funny because my, my son Quest, when he was a baby, I, uh, he used to say, he, I used to point to a clock and I would say, what's this? Yeah. And he would say, clock, clock. but the L was silent. Clock, 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 clock. Every time Quest would say the word clock, <laughs> the L the was silent. Yeah. So Big my, clock bra. My buddy clock, John clock, Boy. Clock, 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 yes. Clock, clock. My buddy John Boy would always say, hey, Quest, what's this? <laughs> clock. <laughs> like, Quest Quest? <laughs> Bad, bad, <laughs> naughty little toddler. South Carolina University. That's I told all you about you, my big tip. Right? That's yeah. all you need to know about the game clocks. About how much faith his teammates have in him. He's you don't shown give him it. that nickname no. unless he earns it. So I guess my point is, he earned it. This dude appears to be born for this. I don't know how he's going to perform, but I'm pretty sure he's not going to get emotionally overwhelmed. He's played with Broxy. <laughs> Very good. Yes. The and, marketability and you've continues. Had, you've seen it out there. Well, okay. He doesn't explain. shrink from any Right. Let's, let's, run, let's run through because a lot of people have been like, ah, oh, the schedule was stupid. Okay. Let's look at just here, here are the lead stories of what Brock, what Brock done. All right. You got thrown into a game where you were trailing and it was an 8-3 and three versus 8-3 and three football team when the Dolphins were in town. What'd you do? You know, you finished with, you scored 30 more points and you whacked them. Then your very first Careful. start. He threw for 210, two touchdowns, and a pick. Okay. Remember the pick was the fourth thing at the end fourth of the half. Down, yeah. It was almost kind of a, a Hail mary Hail Mary. Yeah. Came in and appointed himself very well, led right. his team from behind after Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt. Who could have seen that coming? First start. What do you got to deal with emotionally? Oh, I'm sorry. Butterflies. The greatest of all time is quarterbacking the other team. You're up 28 nothing at halftime. He's the gamote. All right, what happens the following week? Oh, I'm sorry, your shoulder is, is so messed up that the team doesn't even think you're going to play four quarters. Wasn't his oblique? Oblique, that's what it was. You couldn't throw until the hotel room that morning. They planned you to only play for two and a half quarters, and oh, by the way, you're on the road on a Thursday night. You just played four days ago, and you're going against our division rival, and the division's on the line. How you doing? 17 to 26 for 217, two tugs in a road win at Seattle. This Niner team doesn't do very well traditionally in Seattle right. on a short week. Put it in the win column. Okay. And then the only thing we said at that point, you know what he hasn't done? Well, he hasn't gotten into a shootout and played from behind. Flash forward to January 1st, Las Vegas, Nevada, 24 14 Raiders lead, second half. Hey, big clock Brock, mm. what you doing? Well, you're skipping the Commanders game, which yeah, was actually... Yeah, it was whatever. Well, I don't know if it's whatever, because that performance was the first time where you th you saw him really kind of sling it, where... Right, but I'm talking about emotional mo moments that would overwhelm you emotionally. Right. I didn't, you know, Washington and Arizona, whatever, on, on emotions. But you're right, great performance. But then, again, then he faces the deficit in Vegas. And then what do we say after all that's done? Well, okay, 
Do it when the lights get bright, oh, yeah. buddy. Can you do it in the playoffs? It was a day game, so the lights weren't on, but I, I get your point. Yeah, how about 41 points? How about it? With it and trailing at halftime. You, you all good now? So... I don't know how he's going to perform this weekend. Well, we haven't seen him do it in a big-time rivalry spot, Mark, in prime time. We haven't? No, I mean. Uh And we can, and next week it'll be, well, we've never seen him do it in a conference championship game on the road. Of course. We haven't seen Jalen Hurts do that either. We haven't seen Dak Prescott do that either. We've never seen a rookie win a conference championship game at quarterback and win the Super Bowl. He's not scared. No, he's not. And if you're going to be the 49er quarterback, if you're going to be the 49er quarterback, then... You can't be scared of the Dallas Cowboys because if you're going to be scared of the Dallas Cowboys, then you you can't be here. You can't have this job. Um, Harry Cal-ish gets us ready for the big game this weekend. Put the star on their helmet. They think they're the choice of every fan. But if you root for the Cowboys, you aren't a real man. They brag about Monday when they beat that famous buck. But that won't matter this weekend because the Cowboys suck. Since Troy and Emmett, the Cowboys haven't won. Super Bowl appearances since 1995? That would be none. It's a simple fact of life. The Cowboys can't hang. The chant will ring through the holes of Levi's. Bang, bang, Niner game. It's time to beat the Cowboys. Time to do them dirty. There's only one man for the job. His name is Brock Purdy. It's hard to overstate a performance like Brock's. You can even see the fear through Jerry Jones's Botox. They're coming for their funeral. The Niners don't even need luck. It'll all be on display on Sunday. The Cowboys suck. Yeah. Thank you, Harry. Oh, so good. Thank you, Harry. And by the way, uh, apparently, right, Harry Kalish does use some copyrighted music. So yeah, YouTube yeah. feed, we see you. I know that you, YouTubers, you couldn't hear that. I tell you what, put it out on social media as soon as possible. Maybe, Tweet Mark, that out. And this is and me. So that you, yeah. can go, you can go check that out. So sorry, YouTubers, um, for, uh, for uh, the lack of audio there. Maybe, and this is me thinking on the fly, but maybe when a certain Dallas Cowboy fan comes into the, into the room, Oh, maybe we can play it raw for him. We'll do it in the raw. We can take the music out, play oh, yeah. and we an can play idea. just the callish part of it. Okay. And by the way, all right, YouTubers, then you can do that. I, yeah, and I think that would be a, a nice compromise. I, think that'd be a I good love gift. the music, and the music enriches it. The Harry Callish bit is my favorite. <laughs> it might be terrible without the music. I really don't Ooh, know. I don't think so. It might stink. It's hard because... Acapella I mean, you, Harry is not the way we... <laughs> but you know Harry very well. And, you know, Harry has a certain uh, je ne sais quoi it, yeah. in the bit. But I, I would love to play it for Guru because uh, he and I almost came to blows in the green room. Really? It was ugly. He has not one, but two pieces of cowboy gear on oh, today. Oh, I did. And I, I said, hey, look, Daryl. And I call him Daryl when I'm mad at him. 
I said, you look here, Daryl. Lay off. It's a one-garment rule here at 95.7 The Game. That's true. Unless you go to 957thegameshop.com, then you, right. can wear, you can wear or, a million. Or, yeah, yeah. Or, or if you're Joe Shasky. Who's, I see. Yeah, well, well, if, you're, if you're supporting the home team, <laughs> oh, the home team is, you can wear you know, your, your you Steph want. Curry underoos if you want. But when you are supporting the rival in a playoff scenario, it's a one-garment max. Dude, so <laughs> I'm, I'm mad at this all week, and y'all came down my road for coming down Guru's Road for wearing cowboy gear. Two roads inside. Inside, right? And now now you've joined me? What did I, one piece of gear, fine. You would have been fine with a one piece? I, yeah, you get the one piece. Look at you <laughs> playing along. I love that. Two pieces, nah. No. You don't no. get two pieces. You get one. So I might snatch that beanie right off his handsome head. Yeah. I, it, 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 like, it's very offensive. It's, it's just difficult. I mean, in a way, somewhere in there, there's a hidden compliment to Guru, which is that we tolerate. Like, that's how much we like Guru. You like him so much. Do you know how I, I would treat any other human in my life if they showed up in person in my face with a cowboy jersey and a beanie this week? I wouldn't cross the street to 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 put my best friend out if they were on fire if that's what they were wearing. Not this week, not today. That made a little bit of a statement. Well, you know, and you, know, and you, you I mean, sold the expression short on how you would put out that fire because that's... I wouldn't go across the street and, you know. I don't, I don't. I, I, yeah, no, nah, I don't do that. You, 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 you just cower in the great, in the pressurized moments. No, don't do no that. I don't. You call and cower. No, I win with class, Dibs. Thank you, Jed. We play the game the right way. Winning you, with class. You don't have to use the P word. You could have evoked a urination sensation. You could have, but I didn't. And you don't know you tell me what to say. <laughs> Which brings us right back to Big Clock Brock. There you go. All right. You're getting big, there. Big Clock Brock. Yeah. The L anyway. was silent for my toddler. No, look, so so here's the deal. Clock. We'll, we'll get we'll get Salisbury in here in about six or seven minutes. Guru is draped from head to toe in ridiculousness. We've got that. I, like, yes, if the guys can pull the, the music off of the Harry Kalish's uh, uh, words and and we can deliver that to Guru during Good. the changeover. I think and they, for I YouTube, mean, let's do that. Is, yeah, beautifully written, That's and the fine. YouTube audience deserves to hear hear the greatness of Harry Callish. Uh, you were a co-writer, so go ahead and take your credit. A little credit. Yeah. Normally, yeah. when we we think about these Harry Callish bits. I really have a chance to dive in and co-author, but today you were... We just pounded it out. You well, I've just, had it. Yeah. I've, I've had it. It's just been bouncing Maybe seven around. hours in the car yeah. helped. <laughs> Might have done something like that. Yep. Might have had some creative juices flowing nice. at a certain point. But anyway, that's the one thing <laughs> that I really do. I fall back on in this football game. The 49ers... I think we'll win. Yes, the 49ers might lose. It's an NFL playoff game. But I do not believe in any way, shape, or form that we will get to Sunday night and say these words. The 49ers lost because Brock Purdy cowered in a big moment. Right. I we're, I, I don't think that's in his DNA. No, and I think it's more, it's more of a possibility that he makes aggressive and or reckless mistakes. Uh, and by reckless, I mean holding the ball too long or spinning out of the pocket with his back to the defense and having Micah Parsons strip sack him because he was trying to make a play. He was trying to be too aggressive. I don't see him making a nervous throw or you know just mental 
mental mistakes that he's making because the moment gets too big. Yeah, I yeah I agree with that completely. And and you know we we talked about it earlier. Like, uh, could it be a shootout? Which is not what we would have expected when you're talking about the two teams that we've said all year. These are the two best defenses in football. But yeah, like. I, I absolutely, I would not be shocked if both teams, you know that I've used the number 24 all year. It's not just a plaza. That's the number that for me is the key number for 49er football. If they keep another team 24 or less, they're going to win the football game. Um, and, and, and I think that they can almost always do that. But now we're getting into the realm of teams that it, it it's not out of the realm of possibility to see another team bust a 27 or a 30 on the 49ers. And you might need to outscore a Dallas or a Philly or a Kansas City or a Buffalo. Like, that's 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 where we are. You got three games to go, potentially, and that's where we are. Spadoni, get ready to mark the tape, because uh, if you don't outscore those opponents, you don't advance, Mark. That's correct. That is correct. You lock it in. Go and lock that up. Lock it in. By the way, um, Brett Maher had hit 24 straight kicks before the last two games. He's missed five of six. Damn. And and they were all extra points. One field stakes. goal and, yeah, five extra points. Actually, no, five of the six misses were yeah, extra points. Yeah, and, and, he, and the make was an extra point. He finally made one against 24, Tampa. 22 Niners. Unreal. Maher does not make a kick. Uh, Football Friday is brought to you by Zenny, the official eyewear of the San Francisco 49ers. Shop from over 3,000 styles at 80% off retail prices exclusively at Zenny.com. Uh, we'll try to connect with Salisbury here. All guests appear on the Bud Light guest line. Bud Light, easy to drink, easy to enjoy. Your phone calls welcome in Steiny and Gulum on Willard and Dibs. Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, so glad you're with us. Willard and Dibs, Steiny and Goo Loom. Yep, Goo is dressed like a uh, clown. And, a lot of uh, silver and blue on yeah, the guy. We'll, we'll, do, uh, we'll discuss the whole thing. And yes, Spadone, can we, There, I'm sure, like we can rip the music out of that sucker from Harry Kalish and, and play it. Uh, okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Yeah, in the, in the changeover suite. All right, we got that. Um, so before we go back to the phones, um, and by the way, Warrior fans, make sure you tune in here, 95.7 The Game, for all of the Warrior coverage in the game later today. But if you missed the breaking news, there will not be Steph, there will not be Clay, there will not be Andrew Wiggins, and there will not be Draymond Green. Oh. In, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> In this game coming up tonight. All right, you want to send them home just real quick? I mean, if why not? I mean, do, do you have them stick and stay? I guess you don't want to bring the plane all the way home and then all the way back, and you're not going to put them on a commercial. But maybe those guys just get their own private jet, and Andre Iguodala gets to fly with them because God knows he can, he won't play. I mean, he's not going to play without his boys. Why but. would he play? Why would he actually play basketball? Right. Yeah. So, I mean, in baseball, you know, hey, we're going to send the starting pitcher home because he's not going to... Might as well, but they won't. No, I I think, you know, the the moral support. Keep the team together. Basketball teams are small. Um, They'll be on the bench. And those fans in Cleveland who saved up their money for one trip to sit in the upper deck and watch Steph Curry play, uh, come on down and get an autograph. You're not going to see him play. Don't get me started but on maybe, that. Maybe, maybe he'll hug you and smile. If I'm a Cleveland parent, I trot out my nine-year-old daughter with a sign made in crayon with a couple of misspells and a backwards letter. No joke. You may end up with season tickets. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> I think it's getting a little too easy. But um, before we go back to the phones, you want to predict the parlay? I would love to. want to predict the parlay? There's only one of these four games where I didn't look at it and go... Boom. I know exactly who I want in the, in, in those games. Um, and this is with one. point spreads. This is so. with point spreads. And again, the Chiefs are a nine-point favorite tomorrow. The Eagles are a seven-and-a-half-point favorite tomorrow. The Buffalo Bills are five-and-a-half-point favorite Sunday. The San Francisco 49ers are four-point favorite on Sunday night. The first game, uh, chronologically, is the yeah. one I'm struggling with the most. So I'm going to save that. I'm going to go back to the front, back, not back, front and back. Back, back. You got the Niners giving four to Dallas. That I know. That is correct. Because having worked with you now for better part of a year and a half. And Niners could be minus 32 and a hook, and I'd be like, Niners. I don't know about that. You Niners. probably would take the 32 and the hook, <laughs> yeah, but you did say they'd win by double digits. I don't... I don't think that you've really backed off that. If you have, you haven't backed all the way down. I think they win by about 10, 10, 13, okay. somewhere in there. Yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, that's an easy one. Phil's Bengals, uh, as much as you'd like to take the Bengals in the five and a half, knowing that their whole right side of their offensive line is out and this game's in Buffalo, you're taking the Bills and you're laying the five and a half. I'm going to let you get all the way to the end and let you know if okay, you hit the parlay because like you have to get them all right. you got to get them all right. Giants and Eagles, uh, don't believe the hype. It's a sequel. As an equal, can I get this through to you? Uh, Eagles, Hurts is hurt. The Giants are underrated. You're taking the Giants and the seven and a half. And in the opener, Jaguars, Chiefs. I don't know how you're not going to take the Chiefs and lay the nine, but you have a soft spot for Jacksonville and what they've done. But I do think when push comes to shove, you're going to lay the number. You're taking the Chiefs minus nine. You got the Chiefs minus nine. You got the Giants and the points. You got Buffalo holding the nose and laying the five and a half, and you got the Niners. Did I hit the parlay? Gosh, you were so close. Oh, no. I, you were so close. Oh. You're taking the Jags? I fought in the end. I'm like, he's going to do it. He's going to do it. 
Yeah, hell yeah, I'm taking the Jags. The Jags? Hell yes, I am taking the Jags plus the nine. You got the other ones right. Uh, my parlay this weekend will be Jags plus the nine, the Giants plus the seven and a half, the Bills minus the five and a half, and you're exactly right. I'm holding my nose to do it because the Bills don't deserve to have to lay points to anyone right now. But that's the spread, actually. That one goes to my old philosophy. Why the hell are the Bills minus five and a half? Like, you barely beat Skylar Thompson. And now and here you were comes, losing to the Bengals. You were losing to them when the DeMar, DeMar Hamlin, Hamlin situation. Yeah. Now, granted, that was in Cincinnati. But, yeah, I think Cincinnati's compromised. I think they got totally outplayed by Baltimore last week. They got really lucky, obviously. The fumble at the goal line that ends up going the other way yeah. ends up being the difference in the game. So, yes, I'll hold my nose and lay the five and a half for Buffalo. And, yes, I will uh, I will lay the number for the San Francisco 49ers as well. Just convince me real quick on Jacksonville and the nine. I mean... So Simple. Do you Simple. think they win the game, or um, you just think it's going to be a close one? I don't one? think they win the game. Uh, this could end up being a backdoor cover situation. But, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, their offense is dynamic enough to score. And nine points in the NFL is a big old honking number. And the Kansas City Chiefs don't have a good defense. They don't have a good defense. I also am mindful of how many people have come on this show this week and talked about how when you're in the flow, like... This is why Kyle Shanahan didn't sit people for three weeks at the end of the regular season. There is something to be said for a team that has taken hits last week while the other team had a smoking jacket on and an ottoman. And, and so I can absolutely see the Jaguars coming out and having potentially a nice first quarter. Sure, Kansas City's a hard place to play. They're a way better football team. Maybe Trevor Lawrence gets overwhelmed and looks exactly like he did in the first half against the Chargers. That's possible. But I, I think in the second half, they found a little swagger. Don't forget, this is a Doug Peterson coach team. He is not going to be scared. I think the Jags are going to score points in this game. Chiefs win the game, but, you know, could I see this being... 34 to 29, 34. Yeah, absolutely. So um, it feels way too easy to say the Chiefs are going to cover any number against the Jags. I think the Jags are going to make it a football game. I'm just looking at a stat here. Visiting teams playing the number one seed in the divisional round, 25-13-1 and one against the spread. So Interesting. That goes back, obviously. The underdog uh, is 25-13-1. Yes, really? and uh, number one seeds that are favored by less than a touchdown are just 8-24-1 against the spread. Neither of these qualify. Both are greater yep. than a touchdown. But, uh, man, I, I thought that the top seed, the top seeds win a lot, but the sure. the underdogs cover a lot, apparently. I, all, all, all you need to do, sorry, Spadone, all you need to do is just look at the Jags over the last nine weeks of football and tell me you're not impressed. Go back and look at what they've done and explain to me how you're not impressed. Well, what's up, Spadone? Well, another little nugget in these games. The Giants have never lost to a number one seed in the playoffs. Undefeated. Oh, that's, that's weird. Very weird. But you have to go back to those Eli teens, maybe in the 80s with Bill Parcells yeah. and stuff like that. But also, they also they've, also lo- they've lost nine straight at Philadelphia, so something's got to give. Something's got to give. Something's got to give, yeah. yeah. Um, by the way, were the Niners the one seed when... Uh, Hostetler, 15 to 13. Niners were the one seed. Giants have never lost mm-hmm. the one seed. Yeah. Jacksonville Jaguars. Pause. Starting on, uh, let's they see. They won six of seven. They got blown out at Detroit, 40 to 14. Motorboated. But prior to that week, they defeated the Baltimore Ravens by a point. Following that, they beat the Tennessee Titans on the wow. road by 14. Then the Dallas Cowboys came to town. 
furious rally, defeated them in overtime. Wow. 40 to 34. Then they went on the road to the New York Jets and won by 16. The hapless Jets. Not hapless. They were into hapless. The Jets were not hapless. The no. Mike White uh, quaint the, little run at ended. Mike White was the that was the best version of them. I, yeah, you're right. That was the Zach Wilson game. Uh, they were at Houston the next week, won by four touchdowns. Gutsy win over a my, the Texans are terrible. And then you know darn well what happened after that. Home game against the Titans. They were up against it. Got the defensive score late. That was a playoff game for them. It was a gift from they, the Titans. That they was get an in. absolute gift. They get in, and then they erase a 27-point deficit against the San Diego Chargers. I, so you can you can pot shot each one of those like you just did. I did pot shot all of them. That one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. They've won eight of nine. And included in that eight wins, the Titans twice, the Cowboys, the uh, the, the Chargers, <laughs> the Ravens. This is a good football team right now. But this is a whole different this level. Is a di- they're going to lose, I think. But this is a good football team. I think they're going to get blasted. Maybe. It's a whole different animal. The Chiefs, by the way, have won 10 of 11. Yep. The only team they Although lost the Chiefs, to, I don't Cincinnati. Need to tell you, I don't need to tell you the Chiefs are good. No, the Chiefs are nasty. Right. And, they don't, I they mean, they've been beating everybody. Right, but they don't need to win. They need to win by 10. I get it. Go through that winning streak with the Chiefs and tell me how many times they won by three or four points. Beat the Niners by 21. Right. Then it was by three, mm-hmm. by 10, by three, by 16. The loss to Cincinnati, they won by 6-6, 14-3, and 18. Okay. Some of half the games, they would have covered a, a number in double digits. Yeah, and some of those were just like whatever teams. I mean, you blow, blow off the Texans, they only beat them by six. Oh, he was just playing great then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, Redwood Dave's got an interesting point. Stay right there, Redwood Dave. Steiny and Goo are, uh, are looming as well. Get yourself locked in. They're lurking. For these, uh, these playoffs. They are. Mm. They're creepy. <laughs> creepy weirdos. Uh, kickoff show, 1 o'clock Sunday. Okay, right here on 95.7 The Game. Some of your favorite hosts will stop by. Some of your favorite hosts won't. It's joined by Larry Kruger and Lorenzo Neal. They have got the duties, the hosting duties, but a lot of people are going to be stopping by. And maybe you can as well. If you're going to the game, come on by the Hilton Santa Clara. Join the party. Kickoff show brought to you by Harris Ranch Beef and Jim Beam. Willard and Dibbs continues next. Now back to Willard and Dibs. Take it away, Mark. Uh, you take it away, Steph, and you and you take the day off. How about you, you make it away? You, re, you re, <laughs> Jesus. You relax, Steph. You just you rela- you've been working hard. Yeah, all you basketballing and all that exactly. stuff. Yeah. That was a fun one last night. It was. It was a fun game. It was a fun game. It and I, I don't. I hate moral victories because there's no such thing. And you know, you lost the game. You play to win the game. Mm-hmm. Hello, fun game, played great, and you showed that when you're interested, Hello? you can compete. Hold on a second, breaking news. Well, I'm looking at the YouTube feed over here. I'm looking at the chat section where you put your picks. You didn't put them on the air like I did. You put your picks on the YouTube chat. Yeah. You are selecting... The New York Giants to win the game outright. It's an outright win. Absolutely. You believe that the NFC title game will be played at Levi Stadium on January 29th? I believe that they will win. I do. Philadelphia, Jalen Hurts has got injury concerns. <laughs> and what I saw from the Giants and the way they're playing for Brian Dable, 
Spadoni had the great uh, the great stat that they're undefeated against number ones overall, which I made this pick yesterday with Larry. We were talking about it. Larry actually was the one who kind of got me excited huh. for a Giants outright win. Daniel Jones is playing great. He really is. Saquon Barkley is amazing. And I think Philadelphia, beyond the Jalen Hurts injury, they're not the same team they were when they went 13-1. and Here's what I think about Jalen Hurts. I think Jalen Hurts is actually going to largely be healthy tomorrow. My question for the Eagles is, are you in sync? How much football has has Jalen Hurts played in the last six, seven weeks? Have the Eagles played together as their normal group? They're coming off a week off. They're coming off prior to that, playing a New York Giant team that wasn't even playing its players. So you did that, and you only won by six, by the way. That Eagle team with Jalen Hurts only scored 22 points. And then for four weeks before that, he didn't play. So if I'm the Eagles, my huge concern this weekend is, dude, we haven't played football. And so I can see the Giants having a very good first half in this game, and then the Eagles trying to rally to win, and they very well might. But that's why I like plus seven and a half. I don't think the Eagles are going to run away with this thing. I think it's going to take them at least a quarter and a half to be like, okay, where are we? Who are we? What's going on here? We haven't been together as a group since mid-December. So that, to me, would be the big concern if I'm an Eagle fan. Yeah, I just like the way the Giants are playing. And uh, I know it's difficult to face a team and beat a team after you just played them recently. That Giants game in Week 18 wasn't really the Giants that we saw, certainly, against Minnesota. And the Giants have been up and down. But what I've seen from Saquon Barkley of late, he looks fresh and he looks dangerous. I think they can keep Philadelphia's high-powered offense off the field, turn this into a rock fight, and win this one. Uh, 33 days ago was the last time a healthy, normal Jalen Hurts Eagles team took the field. 33 days ago, they beat the Chicago Bears at Soldier Field 25-20. to And they haven't really been normal since. So can you just pick up where you left off? I got questions. So you said Buffalo by 10. Uh, you've got the Giants winning by three. You've got KC by two touchdowns. Yeah. I didn't see a 49er Dallas. 24-22. Uh, I oh, 24-22. Yeah, 24-22. Brett Maher okay. scores Maher. zero points. <laughs> that might happen. He and Andre Iguodala uh, will score the same amount this weekend. <laughs> same amount of action. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, before Steiny and Guru get in here. That's my quick red-a-tat-tat of Iguodala. Uh, that's fair enough. Redwood Dave uh, is on here with Willard and Dibbs. Uh, hey, Redwood Dave, what are you doing? I was just getting ready to have some lunch and going over my notes here. All right, let's hear them. All right, listen and listen well. Oh, damn. Shout out to Gary. Brock has played well, and I've even stated stated after the Miami game, he can go all the way with this statement. Until it isn't, it is. Even with that being said, you can't give Brock the job unless he wins the Super Bowl. If he does not win... It has to be a competition all the way through the offseason because competition creates greatness. He has, he has to earn it all over again, and I think he would not want it any other way. Huh. Redwood Dave, what if they did give it to him, but they essentially didn't tell him that they were giving it to him? Like, in other words, we do know, especially in big business, uh, there are politics. There are ways that you present certain things. And Mike Silver even said to us with his source report that Brock Purdy will be QB1 next year. He goes, you may not hear them say that. 
You may hear the 49ers say we're going in with a competitive, open mind in terms of who our quarterback is. However, we also know that people in life go into things with preconceived notions, right? Like, have you ever interviewed five people for the job, but before you even start the interview, you're like, I I got a leader here. I think I know who I want to hire, but I need them to go out and convince me. At a minimum, that's what this is, I think, in the offseason. Brock Purdy is your presumed starter until somebody, for some reason, shows them something different. Well, I think you go into the offseason equal with him and Trey Lance because they're both so cheap that you have to make them compete against each other to get the greatness out of both of them because most likely you will need Trey Lance to play next year. Huh. Yeah. That's... I don't know. I mean, yeah, Dave, thank you. Thank it's, you, Dave. It's and a fair way, point. I just uh, I don't think it's going to go that way. You listen to me, and you listen to me good. Oh. Was the Gary Radnich, uh, and you listen to me damn good when damn he'd get good. mad. Yeah. Damn, yeah. He didn't say well, which he should have, but it was good. So yeah. just a quick cleanup. And Appreciate I that. I don't think that what Brock Purdy's done and what he still may do, you don't have to necessarily have it be an open competition. If you look at professional resumes right now, January 20th, it's not even close how much better Brock Purdy's played than Trey Lance. And, by the way, we are completely ignoring, whenever people talk about Trey Lance, you're ignoring that he is coming off a multiple surgical procedure injury to his legs, and he's a guy who uses his legs. So I'm trying to wrap my head around what Trey Lance's offseason would need to be like for him to beat out Brock Purdy for the job based yeah. on what we like. Brock would either have to be hurt or Trey. What is it he can do in an offseason that, as you said, would get the locker room to be like, yep, we think we should start Trey, even though Brock Purdy took us to, at minimum to the doorstep of the NFC Championship as a rookie yeah, nothing. last year. There's nothing That's he not going to happen. The only way it would happen would be if Brock's star, and I, I say star because the star just walked in here, unfortunately, but it. If, if something happened with Brock Purdy, an injury a scandal, something that would bring Brock down. No, unfortunately, we've seen off-season scandals. We have. Shout out Alden Smith and and a vehicle crash into a tree. Who knows? I mean, things can happen between February and August. Porn star, Jimmy. Thank you, that can affect, yeah. That wasn't really a scandal. A guy had some nightlife. Yeah, he went on a date. Date who you want to date and do what you want to do. Be who you want to be. That's the way it is. I mean, if we, I didn't feel that way, I would already be out of this room. I wouldn't even. I would not sit here and look at this other human being in the eye if I did not give other people the benefit of the doubt. Be who you are. Be yourself. Be Jimmy, you. Do you. All that. If that was not the case, I'd already be in my car because I'm so disgusted by yeah. what I'm looking at right now. Uh. With, how many stars do you have on you? You got your one on the chest. You got one on each shoulder. <laughs> on you got one on your yeah. forehead. You get five stars. This is a five-star lock guru. Like the general. By the way, nice job with your pick. Six in a row. Nice job with I got picks. a text from Dibs late yep. night. Yeah. And Better not pick the I love my Sunday. Real quick, I love my radio family, but I got guys in the street, and when I first started doing it, what the hell are you doing with them bets? You ain't <laughs> See, I'm getting some love. Six in a row. Stay <laughs> hot, goo. Hashtag stay hot, goo. It's a lot more fun for me from a radio standpoint when you lose, because then we can play the clip and make fun of you. But I'm happy like for my you. partner. Like, we're kind of cut from the same clock. And I was thinking about when we did a show together, the three of us, 51-week run, I'll never forget it. But the whole bit was built on, 
you're as cold as ice when you would make yeah, yeah. when you would make losing picks. So. Willard, real quick, yeah, this bro. is how much brother brothers we are. Your dad's name is Tom. That's correct. So Norman gave me this love for the stars. So that's what it is. So I'm not running around here. I'm a 50 year old man. This is loyalty. Damon that's Monday. Sad. Quietly, we had a little dust up. He you goes, did? Yeah, we're doing. We're exchanging the. Yeah, yeah. I'm leaving. He's coming in. Yeah. He looked at me. He goes, <laughs> I didn't say that. You wearing that? <laughs> I go, Damon. <laughs> Steiny said it perfectly. Our our audience is not dumb. You know what I mean? They know who I rep with. Well, no, I want yeah. the bay to be happy. But be. I ain't running around here with a flag. I think we're gonna get beat fifty nothing. Okay, see now hold on. Yeah. You had me until that last sentence. <laughs> this is what Guru, if you are anything, and this is why you Shout are sitting right here. If you are anything, you are authentic. Okay? You are one of the most authentic people I know, and it's why, and it comes through the microphone and it comes through the airwaves wow. and on video and all, it comes through your TikTok, it comes through everything. But don't you dare put stars all over your body and come in with bravado and then tell me, but we're going to lose by 50. It's a funeral. Reverse devil you, oh, the funeral. Yeah, that's you can't do I'm sorry if you want to be in a big boy football game and there are, there's trash talk and there's wagers and there's all these things. There's no spread. There's no who's supposed to win. You got to believe that your team is going to win and you got to take it if and when they don't. I'm a realist. And you said it to start your guys' show. It's been since 95 this team has even played in the NFC Championship game. So how can I think anything else? And I tell Stani every day, they're not smart enough. The plays are successful. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.